Hey friends, uh, today I want to kind of look back at the celebration we just had a couple days ago and look forward to our new year, the 2021. Everyone has secret fears. I do. I know you do. It may be the fear that if everyone knew the real me, they wouldn't like me. For some of us, there's the fear of insignificance, that my life that I'm living won't really matter. Some of us have the fear of of dying alone. There's the fear that maybe my secret will get found out. There's a, a fear that maybe I won't really be loved or I won't find true love again. There is the the fear that I know I've had in 2020 that will never ever go back to what the normal was. It's a significant fact that the first Christmas, that one we just celebrated a couple days ago, four times the phrase, do not be afraid, is used. Today, you and I know the, the birth of Jesus as good news, but we, because we know what's going to happen. But it wasn't good news the first time everybody heard it. In fact, it scared everybody to death. Mary was afraid. Joseph was afraid. Herod was afraid. The shepherds were afraid. Zechariah was afraid. Everybody was afraid. Every one of the main characters had to deal with a different kind of fear. What was interesting as I spent time rereading the Christmas story this week, I was struck by the fact that, that you and I still deal with the same fears that they dealt with way back at that first Christmas. It was a tough year for us in the world. COVID-19, racial injustice, an American election, violence, divisions in our families over what side of the COVID fence you're on. We just wanted to celebrate Christmas in the old familiar way. We all just wanted it to end. Maybe we found ourselves asking, when will it actually be over? I love Christmas. I love the smells of this season. I love the traditions but I'm not a huge fan of this Christmas. I know that that many of us, as we look to 2021, are worried about many things. The health of our families, the jobs that we work in. The focus of our life seems so disrupted that it just doesn't seem to make sense. But the message of this season is simply this, don't be afraid. I don't want you to fear. God says it four times. So here's what I'm going to do. As we look to 2021, I'm going to talk to you about five common fears that we probably dealt with in this season. And then I want to ask you a simple question. How does this apply to us? And I want to show you how we can actually live without fear. So we're going to look at, at, at some different characters. So here's the first character in the story. Familiar, you probably have it in your nativity scene. Mary had to face the fear of inadequacy. You know the story. One 
day an angel appears to this young peasant girl. She had no education. She was poor. God had been promising to come to the earth for thousands of years. The Messiah, the chosen one, the son of God is finally coming and he's going to come as a baby. And by the way, Mary, you're going to be the mother. That certainly would create a fear of inadequacy in anyone's life. There's at least a dozen reasons why she should fear inadequacy. She's a teenager. She's unmarried. She's a virgin. She's never had an intimate relationship with a man, so she doesn't know anything about this. She's engaged to a guy named Joseph. She is told that the Son of God is going to be the promised Son of God. How do you explain this to your mother and friends? Mom, I've never had sex, but I'm pregnant. Then because her fiancé, they're taking a a, a census, a Roman census. The fiancé has to go to his birth town. So the day before she delivers, the last day of her pregnancy, she has to ride a long ride on a donkey. Then she has to deliver her first child by herself in a barn. No doctor, no mom. No sisters, no aunt, no midwife. That would create inadequacy. Then the lifelong task of raising the Son of God. All of these things would contribute to her fear. The Bible tells us this, and you probably read this over the last month, but let's just remind, be reminded, sorry, reminded of what God says to us. Look at Luke 1, verse 29. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. You will be highly blessed. You will conceive and give birth to a son. You're to call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. I love Mary's question in verse 34. How? How will this be? Since I'm a virgin. Can you imagine that question? Maybe you've asked yourself the same question, how can this be? I'm just so inadequate. Well, let's look at the next character in the story, Joseph. Joseph had to to face the fear of disapproval. Your your wife-to-be, your fiancé, tells you you're pregnant. You know that you've never had sex with her. Then she claims that God made her pregnant and the baby is the son of God. How are you going to explain that to everyone in your hometown? Everyone knows everything in this town. Gossip spreads quickly. Joseph's first reaction to Mary's story was actually disbelief. And he 
was going to break off the engagement. He wasn't going to embarrass her. He loved her. He didn't want to make it a scandal. So he was going to end it right there because of the fear of disapproval from other people. But the Bible tells it like this. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Look at verse 20. But after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, she'll give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. So just like Mary, Joseph had, God had to tell Joseph, fear not. Whose disapproval are you afraid of? Or better yet, whose approval are you actually longing for? Let's talk about that in a minute. Maybe you say this, I don't really care what other people think. I'm going to do this because it's the right thing to do. But it was a fear that he had to deal with. Well, let's continue our journey through the story. The shepherds, <laughs> the shepherds faced the fear of a sudden change. The shepherds were, were out in the fields watching their flocks the night that Jesus was born. The shepherds are, are a group of guys that are easy come, easy go. It's not really a stressful job watching sheep. That night they maybe had put the sheep down for the evening. They're sitting around the campfire. They're probably playing cards, just having a good time. And then all of a sudden... The sky lights up brilliantly. They hadn't seen anything that bright at night ever. They didn't have electricity. The sky lights up and the sky is filled with angels singing loudly in a choir. I don't know about you, but they probably had never seen an angel. It scared them to death because their plans for the evening were shaken up. The Bible says this in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. They were terrified. They were fearful. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. For all the people. Verse 11. Today in the town of David. A savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah. The Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths. And lying in a manger. 
Do you like to be caught off guard? No. Do you like to have your plans changed? No. Maybe that's why COVID's so hard for us. I want to tell you this, even though I've known God for a long time, that sometimes when God shows up in your life, it's scary. It's unsettling. For the shepherds, it was the fear of the sudden change. But God doesn't want to scare you. That's why he says, don't be afraid. Fear not. There's another character in the story who had to deal with panic when Jesus' birth was announced, and his name was, was Herod. King Herod faced the fear of losing control. Herod was paranoid of losing his throne. He was so paranoid of conspiracy theories that history tells us that Herod had his brother-in-law killed for fear of him taking over his throne. He had his mother killed, his wife assassinated, and his two sons also killed. When he hears that Jesus, the king of the Jews, is being born, he freaks out. He doesn't want his throne usurped. So he orders the death of every baby in Israel under two years of age to try and prevent Jesus from being born. The interesting piece was Mary and Joseph are actually warned in a dream. They take Joseph, uh, they take Jesus, sorry, to Egypt. They don't return to Nazareth until Herod dies because Herod was panicked. Look at Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and three, through 3. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, in Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi, wise men, from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where? Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. Look at verse 3. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed. And all Jerusalem with him. You know, we sang on Christmas Eve this great song, Silent Night, Holy Night, all is calm. But it wasn't calm for Jerusalem. It says the whole city was nervous. Everyone's afraid. Mary's afraid. Joseph's afraid. The shepherds are afraid. Herod's afraid. The entire town of Jerusalem is scared. Well, let's look at another character in this story. Elizabeth and Zechariah. They were good people. They're getting up in age. They had prayed their entire life for a child. They so badly wanted a child. They prayed, they prayed, they prayed, but the prayer was never answered. And finally, they give up hope because they are too old. They're not going to have a baby. Maybe they're like you and me. They're afraid to hope. They're fearful of hope because they've been disappointed so many times. Well, Zechariah actually had to face the fear of being disappointed. One day, uh, God shows up to Zechariah in the temple. He sends an angel, and an angel says, 
Hey, Zechariah, you know that prayer that you've been praying for all these years for a baby? It's going to happen. You're going to have a baby. It's going to be a miracle, boy. Late in life, your wife is going to be pregnant. Zechariah had been disappointed so many times. He didn't believe it. He doubted. I don't want to trust again. I don't want to hope again. I don't want to believe again. Some of you can relate to the fear of disappointment that holds you back. Look at this from Luke chapter 1. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with what? Fear. But the angel said to him, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call his name John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. Look at verse 15. He will be great in the sight of the Lord. He's never to take wine or any other fermented drink. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. I love this in verse 16. What a great message for Zechariah to hear. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents of their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. (laughs) Verse 18. This is us, friends. How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. So again, the Christmas story... (laughs) The story that you and I find ourselves in this week between Christmas and New Year's simply says to us, fear not. So, as you look to 2021, what of these five fears are holding you back this season? Do you feel inadequate? Just not good enough. Do you feel disapproval? Maybe sudden change. Maybe losing control. Maybe disappointment. So, how do I actually get the the fear out of my life that actually blocks me? Guess what? You look back at the Christmas story and you do the things that God told us to do. The very first one is you need to surrender your life completely to God. And I'd put the word always in there. Luke 1.38, Mary responded in her story, in her song, sorry, I am the Lord's servant, and I am willing to accept whatever God wants for my life. Have you ever said that to God? You're my creator, and whatever you want to do with my life, I want to be a part of it. What if God asked me to do something I don't think I can do? God friends will not ask you to do something he doesn't give you the power and ability to do god will never ask you to do something that you don't have the resources the time the network the money 
God promises that he will give us everything we need to do it. So you have to surrender. And here's the second piece. We need to stop listening to the voices of fear. You know what? We're going to have to change what we watch, what we listen to, what ideas we allow to go into our mind. We have to stop feeding fearful things into our mind. It's just easier to be against stuff. You have negative voices all around you that say you can't do it. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not cute enough. You're not rich enough. You're not talented enough. And sometimes those voices go from the outside to the inside. Stop listening to yourself. You don't have to believe everything that you tell yourself. You see, fear is the opposite of faith. The Bible says this in Romans 14, that whatsoever is not based on faith is sin. My challenge for you, and you can start to work through this this week, Start having a little faith. Remember the faith of a mustard seed. When you think of, of all the negative and fearful voices that Mary had to block out in order to hear God, you can just imagine a lot of people probably came up to Mary. <laughs> You're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. You've never had a relationship with a man. <laughs> no. And God is the Father. <laughs> yep. And the baby is going to be the son of God? <laughs> yes. Mary, who do you think you are? One of the things that I love about Jesus is that Jesus gave dignity to women in a culture that dismissed women, demeaned women, degraded women, devalued women. God raised them up and gave them great dignity when no one else in that culture did. And Mary, her job was to block out the voices of fear all around her so that she could hear God's voice. <laughs> Do you know what Mary did when she was so frightened about the job that God gave her? She wrote a song and sang it. Mary's song is actually in the Bible. It's found in Luke chapter 1. This is how she actually dealt with her fears. Then Mary sang, With all my heart I praise God. I rejoice in God my Savior. He notices and cares for me. I'm just a simple servant girl. He has blessed me. He is the mighty one. He is holy. He is all powerful. He can do anything. He meets all our needs. He keeps his promises. Friends, it's no accident that Christmas is the most magical and most musical of all seasons. No other holiday has so much music. At the first Christmas, everyone sang. Mary sang to get rid of her fears. Elizabeth sang to, to get rid of her fears. The angels sang. The shepherds sang. Even old Zechariah wrote a song. So, we're at the start almost of 2021. What do you put your hope in? My friends, I hope that you would put your hope in God's word. 7,000 promises of God are written in there for you. It would be silly to go through life not knowing what God has promised to do in your life. Maybe that's why we're filled with anxiety. 
The key to overcoming fear in your life is to stop listening to the things around you and start focusing on God, who has promised to do great things in your life. This is what gave Mary confidence. Back to Luke chapter 1. Elizabeth said to Mary, You are blessed because you, Mary, believed that the Lord would do what he said. Mary, you believe that God would keep his promise. That's what gave this young peasant girl enormous confidence in an incredible fearful situation. Let me give you just one little piece in this season. In John chapter 3 verse 16, God said this, For God so loved the world... He did it out of love, not out of anger, not out of fear of judgment. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. That's what two days ago we celebrated was all about. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. That's the greatest promise. Jesus came to earth at Christmas to die for our sins so that we don't have to pay for our sins. He hung on the cross so that you can quit hanging yourself on a cross. So that you can live a life that doesn't have regret, doesn't have resentment, doesn't have rejection, doesn't have shame, doesn't have guilt. But Jesus didn't come just to forgive your sins. That's part of it. He also came to eliminate your fears here and now. That's why Hebrews 2.15, it says this, Jesus came to die for us so he could free us from living all our lives as slaves to the fear of death. Let me end with a little lyric from a Christmas song that we sing. The last line of that famous carol, O little town of Bethlehem, goes something like this. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee, in you, Jesus, tonight. They're met in Jesus. This season that you and I find ourselves in, let's meet Jesus And hear the words as we walk into 2021. Fear not. Let's go into 2021 living with hope, not fear. Let me pray. God, thank you for the gift of a powerful story. To think that the characters in the story look a lot like us. They're fearful. And your reminder to them constantly was, fear not. I have something better for you. God, may we claim that John 3.16, that for God so loved the world that he sent his only son to die for our sins so that we might not perish but have eternal life. We love you. We adore you. We worship you. God, if I said anything that wasn't of you, take it from my friends' minds. If you used me in a small way to encourage my friends, 
Make it about the Holy Spirit that prompts, guides, and leads. We love you. We ask all this in your name. Amen. On behalf of uh, my family, Pastor Trent, the council, we want to wish you a happy new year. We look forward to the opportunity to gather once again at some point. We know that God has his way. And when we're ready for that and our government allows that, we look forward to seeing your faces once again. Thank you. May you celebrate this great new year living without fear. God bless.